G'day, Connell. Hello, listeners. Hey, you. Welcome back, listeners. And welcome, Producer Gil. Hugh, why are we here? We're here to inspire and educate the business owner. How are we going to do that today, Connell? Today, we're doing that by asking each other some pretty candid questions. We're going to recap the first season, and we don't know what's going to get said, so let's find out. Combination of Sale of the Century, Jeopardy, you know. (laughs) Whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter. (laughs) We're going to have an episode or a segment of Bads' Box, but nothing else. It's a pretty bare-bones show today, really focusing in on the questions. And summarising our first 10 shows. Perfect. Let's do it. You're listening to Two Paths, One Journey with Hugh Reardon and Connell Faulkner. Episode 11, bonus episode. So when we're building out the show, we thought, you know, had a few different concepts and then you threw to the idea around a bit of Q&A to wrap it all up. So the whole idea is that we're going to essentially bring in questions. Neither of us know what the other's going to ask, but we've added a little twist. What's the twist? Well, glad you asked because <laughs> at home, I, I, I got some UNO cards. So this is the twist. So we had the block card, which is basically you can pass a question mm-hmm. and then we've got the reverse card, so you can get the other person to answer the question. Yeah. And then for luck, we've got the wild card. So you can draw a wild card and you can go rogue. You can do whatever you <laughs> we want. We get to make up our own and rules. And so yep. Gil's got some cards. He can call reverse block or he can call a wild card. You've okay. got some cards. You can be green yep. for the show theme. Yep. And oh, matches my little yeah. time recorder as and well. And I'm yellow. So wild card, skip the question, reverse the question. We've all got three cards. We don't have to play the cards. But first of all, let's go to Bads and see what he thinks about the first 10 episodes. The man who built the podcast, I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. <laughs> Ryan steps onto Bads' box with his unfiltered opinion. Quick wit and sharp insight. Ryan, welcome back for Bads' box once again. Uh, thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here. Very important segment, and I'm glad you've kept me around to boost your uh, podcast credibility. Absolutely. I've enjoyed building a podcast around your segment. <laughs> So what, what have you got for us today? Wrapping up, I think, about a few of the themes from earlier on in the episodes. Uh, it's been great content. Congratulations to yourself and Connell for pulling it together. What I'd like to just, I suppose, reiterate is the importance of bringing everything together and all facets of what you've spoken about together in terms of your strategy, your vision, your people process, the culture. Probably missed a couple of things, but bringing all those things together is critical to have the, all the ingredients in the right measures and in the right place. And then being the business owner and the entrepreneur and, and giving that a little bit of finesse with the wooden spoon, make sure the batter's nice and right and it's in the cake tin properly and just controlling all those elements as a business owner is critically important. Uh, I think you've hit on some real key themes around success in the business and, and just making sure that people seek out that advice and look for the opportunities for themselves to bring their own unique flavor to what we've spoken about, but just keeping things in the right measure. So and we're looking at... Uh, some successful organisations. I've just come back from Origin last night and you see the way the Queenslanders went about it. Disappointing as a New South Wales supporter, but you see that the atmosphere that's created in the cauldron and the culture that's built around that team and the supporters. And if you think the supporters are effectively the clients of that Queensland State of Origin team and they're passionately involved in what's going on. So bringing all those things together leads to a success. I mean, it was like watching A grade, V, B grade on Thursday night training and you can see that what's been built around the Queensland side is just taking them to that another level and very hard to compete with. And, and you can bring that across to business. So that's what I've got to say at the moment for wrapping up, guys. I think he's hit the nail on the head, hasn't he? <laughs> I guess just one thing I thought of while you were talking, Ryan, if I'm Mr. Ackner, Ackner 
<laughs> I'm not even helping out. You're looking at the word you're looking for is acronym, Marie. <laughs> the sickness has invaded my brain. <laughs> acronym. You're Mr. Sport. <laughs> Mr. Sport cliche. Yeah. Would have been better yeah, if yeah. I could actually say it. <laughs> when you're trying to deliver a punchline, yeah, it, it helps when it's nice and clean. <laughs> but um, I got to say, speaking from the least experienced entrepreneur in this room and on this call, I think it was actually really unique doing this and experiencing this and learning these topics step by step. Because by the end, like you're getting at, you really start to see how each individual component builds a business ecosystem and how interconnected and how much interplay there is between each part. So I kind of think, yeah, it has been very interesting, you know, seeing how the individual fits into the bigger piece. Yeah, 100%. It is a big mixture. You know, it's a recipe that you've got to follow and you can tweak over time like grandma used to do, but you can't just throw everything in and expect to get it right if you don't really know the appropriate measures or you haven't got the, the team around you to make sure that things are going well. And I think that's the way, hopefully, that first 10 shows came across. It's some of the key ingredients that you've got to put in. If you miss them, your cake's going to fall a bit flat, but that doesn't matter. You've got the opportunity to bake again and mm. throw in that next ingredient and build on it and work out what works for you, what's your personal style. Yeah, and learn from it and have a crack at it. If you never baked a cake, well, get in there and have a crack. Nobody ever launched a rocket until the first one went to the moon. But get in there and don't be shy to have a, have a go at it and learn from your mistakes and learn from some of the the errors that you might have and pick up that a guidance along the way and be realistic about what you can achieve and where you need to go to get that advice. Yeah, I don't think we say that often enough. None of the things that we're saying are easy. We just we condense it down to a podcast, but definitely that's that underlying thing. It's not easy even for myself. None of these things are easy, so it's just about having a crack. Don't be scared to fall over and go again. I agree. Yeah. It is. It's hard work. Every day it is. You turn up every day, but that's nothing good or worthwhile is ever easy. So it's worth the experiment to see where you can take yourself. That's what I would say. Sounds good, Ryan. Well, thanks for your time and the effort. We're moving into season two and there's going to be some spots and times for Bads' Box to continue on. So it's been a bit of a runaway success, even in my own humble opinion. So uh, <laughs> thanks for your time and look forward to catching up with you again. Yeah, good on you guys. Enjoy Cheers, the show. Right. Keep up the great work. Have a good one. And all the best with your sickness, Connell. You can probably look <laughs> after yourself a bit more, mate. Nothing easy is worthwhile, right? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Ryan. <laughs> You're listening to Two Paths, One Journey. Connell just heard from Bads and um, Gil actually put me on notice and said, I've got to give Bads a bit of a hard time. So when next season, Bads, lock yourself in. His hands better watch out. He's a competent character, so I'm, I'm sure he'll handle it. Yeah. Okay. We'll start with a few softball questions. So Connell, just, you know, around yourself, a bit of audience feedback because Connell was cute. So do you think yourself as a young Macaulay Culkin cute or a Chris Pratt type of cute? Oh, <laughs> two very different characters, two very different end games. So I'm going to pick Chris Pratt just for where he ended up compared to Macaulay. Okay. That's that's my choice. Okay. <laughs> and another another sort of softball question. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh very good. Gil has presented us with a reverse card. He has now made you answer his own question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're actually Macaulay Culkin cute, and you're the Home Alone, you know, surprise face. <laughs> yeah. You. Oh, me? Yeah. No, I was Fuck never cute. <laughs> I, I was never cute. 
I'm more the the Ryan Gosling type, you know. (laughs) I didn't know we were allowed to bring other actors into this. (laughs) I wrote the question. I rewrote it. (laughs) You didn't use your wild card, though. No, that's all right. Not yet. (laughs) All right. What else have you got? Okay. Who's your favorite, Gil or myself? Oh, Gil. Yeah, not even a question. Gil doesn't make fun of me anywhere near as much as you do. (laughs) I'm going to change the speed a bit. My softball aren't as softball as yours. Yours were (laughs) quite softball. But I was curious, were there any business concepts from what we've discussed so far that you actually still find confusing yourself? Oh, there's heaps. I think the biggest thing around everything that we spoke about and we touched on it in Bads' box is actually implementation is hard. So it's easy to get on a podcast and shoot your mouth off for 35 mm-hmm. minutes, but the implementation is hard and the nuance is is where it is. So mm. like I got clear on a lot of the, the concepts that I've discussed for years and years and years and I've thought about for years. So doing the show, there was learnings for me, like even doing the process show, like about there was things that all came together, getting the simple but effective things front and center was something that wasn't on the tip of my tongue before we did the show. It sort of had manifested, but yeah. Oh, good. That's perfect. What's next year? Okay. The same sort of- <laughs> that okay had a bit of a change of speed. <laughs> so yeah. in the context of what we've discussed over the last 10 episodes, in your own life or business, what should you do more of and why? Yeah, it's a great question. And I wanted to take a bit of time to kind of think about it, but immediately I realized hedgehog strategy. I'm probably early in my business, just shooting bullets, trying to see what stick, but I now know just need to stick with it, need to put the effort and focus on my strategy and follow it through. Yeah. Okay. All right. Onto your little bit harder. We're ramping up quickly. Traditionally this season, you've been kind of the ideas guy coming up with the content for each episode behind the scenes. So for you, which was your least favorite episode to construct the content for and why? They were all my babies. I loved them all equally. (laughs) (laughs) Just like your real children, you, I highly doubt that. (laughs) You'll find out when you have children. You you, you love them differently, but you love them all the same. Um, I think it was easily the mindset episode, Mm. and that was most challenging. I felt underqualified to talk about that. And it's also difficult. That episode involved us talking about ourselves and our blind spots and inherently your blind spots are your blind spots because you don't see them as well. So I I found that a bit challenging and and also found it like a bit of a fig jam moment. We're saying this is what we're good at. This is what we're not so good at. And it's complex. Those mindset learnings and things are are hard to explain. So that's my least to prepare for, mainly because I just felt underqualified, I think. I think what we both discovered going into it and doing it was that there is so much more we could have talked about. Exactly like you said, you could have had a team of experts in here, psychologists, psychiatrists, and they could dig into it for hours and hours and hours. So I think you did pretty well, all things considered. All right, you got one for me? Yep. And, And hopefully this is not the same question, but out of everything we've discussed... What do you think is the most underrated thing? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'll give you a hot off the press answer for that because I genuinely believe this, but it's purpose. I truly think after having done this and applied what we've talked about to my own business, I think having a purpose you actually resonate with or that actually resonates with you, it aligns what you do in your business and it drives you. And if you're kind of just out there to make money, and you don't really care about why you're doing what you're doing, and your purpose reflects that, I just think the result's going to be reflective of that as well. Yeah, I think we can do another episode on purpose and do it justice. Not Mm. bad. 
No, good question. Go nuts. Yeah. All right. Okay, Hugh, on episode four, our goal-setting episode, do you think we set ourselves too lofty of a goal and how would you change it now if you could? Yeah, I don't need to pause to answer that one. <laughs> yeah. Shit episode. I call it, it's the group of the first four episodes. They're colloquially known as the train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just think that the premise of the show wasn't evolved well enough and, and we're still coming to the end of season one and we're evolving the premise of the show further. So what came out of that show for the audience there is that we were talking about in the goal setting episode, if you listen to that and you're now listening to our bonus episode 11, well done because I thought nobody deserved to listen on after the first four. <laughs> but the learning for us was we need to pick the best way to tell the, the topic or tell the subject matter. And that episode, we tried to tell the subject matter in the context of the podcast and it was just very confusing. Yeah. So that, that was, I don't think it was too lofty. I just think that the premise was wrong. So after that show, we said like best way to tell the story, whether it's in the context of the podcast, whether it's our own experience or whether it's just another story, like telling the Kodak story. None of us were around working at Kodak, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. So, so that, that was the learning from that. Yeah. It was probably one of the best learnings I think we've had thus far as well. All right. What's next, you? I'm scared. Okay. This is a hard one. <laughs> I'm getting my cards ready. <laughs> We've spoken a lot about paradox, okay? So so just for the audience, like a paradox is ideas that seem contradictory, but are actually synergistic. So um, are there any paradoxical learnings that you want to share? We weren't kidding when we said things were going to get harder. So I'm actually reaching for my reverse card. So Hugh, that's back to you. I should have prepared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So paradoxical learnings. Yep. So we spoke about leadership and we spoke about one of the things for leadership is in, in Bill Campbell's is like caring for your people and building trust. Okay. Mm. And also having that healthy conflict. Yeah. And then we also spoke about values and purpose and hiring people to get behind the values and purpose of your organization. Mm. So you've got these themes. They're not paradoxical, you know, building trust and get where the paradox that I think may be hidden in the modern world is is that there's this theme for you know i suppose this political correctness where mm. the, the role of the business is to serve its people and deliver on their dreams and values which i call bullshit so that's the paradox yes care for your people understand who they are understand how to motivate them as individuals but they need to get behind the business's goals yeah yeah so that's the paradox it's like your people need to serve the business's goals yes, and they need to be aligned with the business's goals. That means as individuals, do you know what I mean? They may not align with their personal goals, you know, but yeah. it's that synergy, that overlap. Whereas I know Elon Musk got a heap of heat for saying, well, you know, he bought Twitter and it's like, if you want to show up to Twitter now, you work hard, you do this, you do this. And, um, and that wasn't very populist, mm. but it's like, this is the goal for vision. This is the vision for Twitter. If you want to do that, get on board. I'm not forcing you to get on board, but this is the direction we're going. Yeah. So it's like hop on, you know what I mean? And I'm sure those people that hop on that ship will be well rewarded. So that's the sort of paradox. It's not about trusting and building your people is not serving them. It's mm. about getting them to serve the business. Yeah. Well put. Well put. And there was no stop card from Gil. So I think we've done a good job. <laughs> No, I couldn't have put it better myself, which is why I gave it to you. <laughs> um, I'm glad you talked about it, though. I'm glad you brought up healthy conflict because I think this next question touches on that quite nicely. So just to give context to the audience, while I've been on my entrepreneurial journey, you've 
been catching up with me quite regularly, providing a bit of mentorship and helping me along the way. So from your perspective of the topics we've discussed so far, which do you think I need to improve upon the most? Good question. I'm sounding like Connell. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you need to prove them? Don't be so bloody agreeable. So if I fill it in for the audience, like, well, let's talk about what you're good at. The healthy conflict's okay because you're not afraid of giving your opinion and there's that level of trust between us and the same sort of thing. I'm very conscious of that. Your purpose has become clearer and that's taken a few iterations, but that's normal. From your niche and understanding exactly what you think you can be best in the world at, again, that's iterating and getting nuanced and your customer too. So all of those things are evolving and I think you're pretty good. Where I think you need development and everybody needs development is, is probably in the mindset mm. space. And without sounding condescending, like you're 24, 25, yeah. you know, yeah. and you're still figuring out who you are as a person, what's authentic and what's where you go yeah. and how do you react. And like you're a likable, cute you know, individual, <laughs> but but I think who is Connell? Like a, a bit more mongrel in you wouldn't hurt. That's a compliment. You know what I mean? And I, I think you've got a lot of great, lot of great. Col- oh, hang on, girls, girls, girls reversing the question. There's been a bit of a, a shark yeah. attack on. So, screen. so I'll, I'll quickly wrap up, which means you, the mindset piece. Mm. That's a reflection of your youth. Gotten hardened the fuck up a bit. Do you know what comes through in that? <laughs> yeah. It's clear that you're qualified, Harrison Assessment. <laughs> this is all the value the listeners are missing out on if they're not trying to enter this competition okay. we have. So the reverse card means that Connell's <coughs> got to answer that question. So Gil has decided I'll now answer my own question. I know I love I- you. About- oh, so very good. I'll need a pause. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hugh. It's um not as difficult as a question for me to answer, to be honest. And Absolutely. Obviously, we both agree that there's trust between us. So I feel pretty confident in saying this. But, And I think it's even a deficiency you're aware of to a degree in that. But celebrating wins from what I've seen of you, it's just not exactly the focal point, <laughs> which is fine. You're very much a guy that goes, all right, we've summited this kind of hurdle. Next, 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 next. And you get the occasional I could work, <laughs> but you're not a pizza party kind of guy, which I don't think everyone has to be, but it's uh, definitely something that I think could be improved. What do you feel? Yeah, I've got to celebrate the wins. Mm. End of comment. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be having a discussion later. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm fine. All right. Who's up? Is it me or is I it you? I think it's me. Okay. That's all right. Take the shot. Okay. If from the first few episodes... If there was a piece of topic or subtopic that you'd want to do over on, what would it be? And then mm. give me your do over. It would have to fall, and, and you might actually be able to correct me, but I think it was within the people episode when we were talking about hiring right. I think we were just trying to cover too much content. We had five or six different steps within that episode when I think Really, we could have spent an entire episode alone on just how to interview and interview techniques that are beneficial for kind of getting to the truth of an answer. We did touch on it very briefly, but I think we could have spent more time going deeper, doing a role play just to benefit the audience. And even if it ended up being a shorter episode overall, I think it would have been better for it. Yep. We've spoken about that. Just on that people episode, I think one thing that we would have missed is like, we may have alluded to it, is that 
hiring people is hard. Mm. We've got this system, and I think I said at the end, you still get it wrong. Yeah. And and it is a cliche, but if you get it wrong, you've got to exit them fast. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yes. Yeah. It's not great, and and it's it's pretty macho to sit here. Well, if you fuck it up, yeah. sack them quickly. But that's the truth of the matter, and and. There's plenty of people that I've left in jobs way too long. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it, it, it's funny, we've been talking about that a bit recently, but it's don't ignore the red flags and don't make a person fit. I think too many people that are hires will just try and make a person work because they like them and then they'll miss red flags. So yeah, definitely a lot there. Who knows? We could do an episode two on it. So definitely in the cards for the future. All right, you, you ready for your next one? Softball question. Do you think uh, Connell Elon Faulkner will make appearances in future episodes oh fuck i hope so <laughs> he's the only thing that gets me to sleep at night <laughs> thinking one day <laughs> if i change my name to elon do you reckon elon would notice no mm, i can take that um <laughs> all right you i hope this makes sense to you but it's probably my most poorly worded question so I'll put it to you. So either as an owner of a business or a consultant working with a business, what action have you done or seen being done by a business owner that hurt their company culture? I'm going to take this one on the chin and answer it in the, what have I done? Ooh, okay. Because it's easy to, to point the finger. But, but I think from my experience, so what have I done that hindered the company culture? So create a clear and compelling vision for the business. I think like as the owner of the business, it's your role to create a really clear and compelling vision for everybody or a purpose for the business. And, and when I say, we discussed that in the first episode, but that's the goal, you know what I mean? In the context of this is where the business is going. And that's the summary of your values and your purpose and your BHAG. So mm. that when I say compelling vision, you, you've summarized all that. Next problem was to communicate that. So you're just there and you're just telling that story over and over and over and over again until yeah. everybody is sick of you hearing it, that there is absolutely no doubt what the businesses do, what the business does, why they're doing it and where you're headed. It's clear. And then the final mistake that is to leverage your people to do that. Mm. And I suppose that's the idea of this show is that the bonus episode is bringing these all together. Like I know that it would have been a different story if I'd done those three things well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect you to answer it from the first person. So I'm actually pretty impressed by that. And I think it's a fair answer. I just want to throw something I've experienced in, if I may. Well, <laughs> I well, okay. No one's <laughs> Reverse. Yes. Reverse. You answer yes. the question. Yes. <laughs> I was looking at you, hoping you'd play it. Play the reverse. So, okay. So I feel like out of everything we've talked about, people and culture is probably the closest thing that I can speak to. Just, I feel like I'm the most subject matter expert out of those topics. And as an employee, I was working for a company. And I think what you'll find in any company is that the biggest fissure you'll have in your culture is when there's conflict between teams. When one department thinks that they're the one that keeps the company running and the others aren't really contributing as much and blah, 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 blah. And then there's tension between the teams and then there's fractured relationships between the employees. So, I was working for a company in which that was exactly the case. We were a support team and then the other team was sales and they were the ones that would make the money and they thought that because of that, they were the ones that the company relied upon. They were the most important, blah, blah, blah. We were treated as such by the employers. We were very much the lowest paid, like we've got barely over minimum wage. They had commission incentives. But one day, an email that was meant to be sent to the sales team accidentally got sent to us as well. And it was for the highest earning commissions got prizes. So a little prize giveaway. First prize was a car. 
Second prize was a phone. Third prize was AirPods. And then fourth prize was a car park in the city for a month. And far out. If you don't think that will have an impact on people getting barely over minimum wage when these people are getting this on top of commissions as a bonus for making more money. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was incredible. (laughs) But what are your thoughts? Yeah, compelling story. I suppose if we bring it back to the themes of the show, like it's, it's, it comes back to that leadership show. You know what I mean? Like in the leadership show, we spoke about the individual or even these team subordinating themselves to the greater goal of the organization. So they're all about the individual, all about the team. Do you know what I mean? We've spoken about another one of the leadership lessons is winning, right? Mm-hmm. So again, there's heaps of ways you can make money. Mm. And if it's the sales team driving the business and everybody else is paid minimum to maximize profits, so be it. But but again, it's about winning right. So mm. different roles, different compensation. But I think, you know, all of these themes come together to build your culture, have the right people. That's the interdependencies of them all. Yeah. Okay. Next question, Connell. Um, which piece of advice would you amplify for our listeners and why? Perfect question. And I'm going to answer it with something and you're not going to agree. (laughs) Say what you will about episode one. I actually think we hit the nail on the head with our title for it though. Are you building a skyscraper on sand? And that is integral. And I think really that's what the whole crux of this first season has been. It's been advice that a new entrepreneur can take on as they build a new business. But it's also things that experienced business owners can look at and audit themselves against. And I think I would say it should be amplified to our listeners because it's very, very true in that you can build something amazing. Look at Kodak. They had a huge, huge, huge company, but they were missing the fundamentals and they fell over because of it. So you can be really successful, but you might not be bulletproof. And I think that's important for anyone. Good title. Doesn't make a good show. So, <laughs> good title, shit show. Yeah. But I agree with your comments. Yeah. It's sounding more like you every day. Yeah, exactly. Like with foundational learnings, you know, so yeah. it's all, all comes together. Good. Another question for you. Which episode ended up being better than you thought it was going to be? And what about it did you think wasn't going to be good? Great question. That's why I'm going to reverse it. <laughs> Get you to answer the question. And oh, and the second enough. thing, I'm going to pull oh. the wild card <laughs> and I'm going to get you to answer it using single syllables. <laughs> so you can give the show title in multiple syllables, but then otherwise it's like me think best. No. Okay. You it, go, it's it's going to be like a hieroglyph. The audience will need to try to determine what episode I'm thinking. Okay. I'm okay. Right. <laughs> and keep it concise. <laughs> Okay. Go caveman, Connell. <laughs> um, me think brain show bad when here, but when car home think more. No, this is shit. Just tell us what the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was tough. Even with a bit of thinking, I no. So it was psychometric testing. Yeah. Psychometric testing. When I was here filming, I thought we missed some stuff we wanted to talk about. 
I was concerned that it was going to get cut to the floor. I think I was sick that day as well. Just a recurring cycle for me at this point. But I was just genuinely, you know, we had recorded for 60 minutes or more, but I was like, fuck, I think that's going to be a 20 minute episode. If that, and the quality is just not going to be there, but it came together incredibly. I think I still remember watching that or listening to it the next day once it was out and going, oh yeah, I actually enjoyed it. So yeah, very good. Well answered your own question. I was about to say good question, then I realized <laughs> I fucking wrote it. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I've got another one for you here. Okay. What do you think is more important, making sure what you're doing aligns with your purpose or that your purpose aligns with what you're doing? Okay. Let's make sure I've, I've got the ethos of the question. <laughs> so does purpose drive action or does your action drive purpose? Spot on. Okay. Both. <laughs> no, I'll tell you why. Okay. So when you don't know your purpose, you need action. So you need to try a lot of things. And that, that will be my advice to my kids. If they don't know what they want to do, do a heap of stuff and find your purpose. So go searching for your purpose through action if you don't know what it does. But then once you find your purpose, turn it on your head and your purpose drives your action. So it's both. Mm. If you know your purpose, then it will drive your action. Yeah. But if you don't know, lots of actions to find your purpose. So it's both. And what would you say to someone if their action isn't fulfilling them, but they're still doing it because they have a goal or a purpose that they're just wanting to achieve? What would you say to them? I'd say find a new action. (laughs) 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 Okay, good. Have you got any other questions? No, no. I think you should use your wild card to get Gil to answer that question. (laughs) Gil? wildcard in hand. And it's actually funny because this question came from Gil. So Gil wanted to get fit so he could play with his kids, but he was going to the gym and he didn't like it. And me being a bit of a gym junkie took that personally. (laughs) So Gil, jump on up. (laughs) That's good. Um, You can do something you don't like because you're fueled by your purpose. So the example you said with the kids, I just mm. like playing with my kids and I never mm. liked exercising. But if I can go and, and play with my kids and run with them and, you know, just jump on the bike. And so that's the purpose of it. So if it meant not going to the gym, but waking up at 4.30 in the morning and run, I don't see the purpose of running because no one is chasing me and I'm not in a rush. <laughs> but <laughs> I run. It's not because I like running. It's because mm. I like the effects of running. Like, you know, he, he clearly is a lot more entertaining and nicer when he runs. <laughs> Do you know why that is? It's because Hugh does picture he's being chased by Batman. Pow! And he just lets all that fear and anger out of him as he's getting chased. <laughs> this is 2P1J. Okay, Hugh. Bonus episode one, done and dusted, just like season one. What's up next? Uh, we've got another bonus episode talking about a few more of the personal themes behind the first 10 episodes thank you so much to the listeners that have joined us this far and you definitely do have something to look forward to we have season two in the works already and that's why the bonus episodes keep coming because we're still trying to figure that out (laughs) (laughs) that's right and thanks for joining us gil thanks connell thanks listeners cheers you we hope you enjoyed today's episode of two paths one journey thank you for tuning in and supporting the show If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you really love today's show, please leave us a five-star review. It helps other people discover the show and grow our community. We also want to hear from you. 
If you have any questions, comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can reach us at 2p1j.com or send us an email at info at 2p1j.com. We read every message and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening to 2P1J. We'll see you next time.